0: Hi, this is Becky and Patricia. We are former college teammates and believe that life is a team sport. Our goal is to encourage and inspire strong women, families, and
1: communities using lessons learned from sport.
0: Welcome to the team room.
1: Welcome back to the team room. You are here with life as a team sport, Becky and Patricia. And today we have a guest for our segment called I Went Pro. This month and next month, we are interviewing women who have made sports their profession. And today we have a guest on here who is a friend of mine. I'm really excited to get to that interview. She was on the U.S. National Gymnastics team for a while. She did gymnastics in college, and now she is coaching gymnastics. And so I'm sure there's going to be lots of great stories and great things to be able to hear the lessons that she's learned from sport along the way. So um, we're going to get to that part of the interview. Um, She also is a mom of two and um, is busy with that. And so there's lots of life. And she and I get to discuss life all the time because I work pretty closely with her. So um, Erin Dooley is our guest. And so Erin, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So before we get to the interview, um, we want to hear something that you are loving right now. So what's part of your highlight reel right now?
2: Yes. So I kind of have two. Um, I can't ever pick one. Um, But two things. One is more with my kids and then one is more personal. Um, One, I think my biggest thing that I'm loving is I have introduced my four-year-old to the Calm app. And basically, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like meditation. Um, It has just sleep songs, anything you need that can just kind of like keep you calm. And for my four-year-old, she loves it because there's stories in there that are really fun. And then there's also just music to help her go to sleep. So she's now found that and we have to do it every night in LA with her. And it's like our little moment of peace and connection. So Um, I look forward to it throughout the whole entire day, just lay down with her and just like have a moment of peace.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, we had Michelle Garvin on here a couple of weeks ago and she was actually talking about the Calm app and how much she loves it. So we linked it before and we will link it again for people to check out. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, it's great. Um, and they have all ages like Disney ones too. And then, um, personally just me, just, um, i just recently started doing it again. It sounds super silly and corny, but just getting my nails done Mm. and going and having a moment for myself that I have not been doing probably in the last seven years since my first kid just realized that I I need to set aside some time for myself. So that is my moment. And, um, every two weeks I look forward to it, to the minutes. (laughs)
1: You know what? I think that's great. And I think that is actually really healthy for us to have enough margin that we are doing something that helps refill us so that we can pour out for others. So I I think that's great. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, So Becky, um, we are interviewing these people that have gone professional. And I know we talked a little while back about um our college experience so um we are excited to hear about your college experience and also even though it's not professional um i know becky you're going to interject with some of these gymnastics questions because you're coming at it from a you know non gymnastics perspective so chime in with some of these clarifying questions but um when you're on the us national team you're not being paid by like sponsors or whatever. So you're technically not necessarily professional, but you're at that professional level. So we're going to kind of come at it from that. And then also you're coaching now. So you are being paid <laughs> to do sports. Um so tell us a little bit about your family and what you do now. And then we're going to run it backwards, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so um so you mentioned I have two kids and they are now just recently also one of them getting started in gymnastics. So I'm not sure if I want to cry or be excited. Um, so we will see what what road we go down. But um as for college, I guess I'll or wait, where I'm doing now, you said? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah, start with what you're doing now. Um so yeah, so now I am coaching at University of Maryland gymnastics, and I've been doing it for going on 13 years. And um it's sounds crazy when I say that it's been almost 13 years because it seems like yesterday when I just started, um, even though when I think about every year of every class that we went through, some were long years and some were went by fast, um, just as the generations just continue to change. Um, it's been I'm super lucky to have this opportunity as this job and can't ask for a better um, work uh, boss and coworkers that I work with and the support and the resources that we have there at Maryland. So, I mean, this is my job. Not every day is the same. And I, my summers are really good. I get to bring my kids in to play in the gym anytime I want. And, um, so yeah, so it's, um, and to be able to be a mentor for these girls, that's probably the best thing that I love the most is I can be that person for them and reassure that these parents, that they are, these girls, their kids going to be okay. And that's probably my most favorite thing that I love about my job is to help these kids. They're one of my 22 kids. So we have 22 kids on the team and I have another whole 22 girls. And, um, that's my favorite thing. The coaching, you know, that's there, that's gymnastics is going to be there, but the 90% of it is to be that person and that mentor for these girls and for these parents to know that someone's watching out for their kid is, um, what I do for, what I do this job the most for.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And the fact that you've been a college gymnast, you get what they're going through. And so I want to kind of table that for a second because we're going to come back to the whole coaching conversation and say, okay, so you did college gymnastics before you coached college gymnastics. So what was your college gymnastics experience like?
2: Yeah, um, my first my college experience was awesome. Um, it started rough and then it ended unbelievable. I couldn't have asked for a better experience. I grew a lot. Mm. Um, and I think that's what I, that's what taught me a lot in the college of coaching college is how much you do grow and how to be patient and be understanding of what every kid's going through. Cause it is not easy. Um, I started coming off of the club world and USA gymnastics and as an elite gymnast with an eating disorder and went to my freshman year and fractured my knee in two places and had a red shirt. And it just like my world was crashing. (laughs) So, um, but you know, it was a blessing in disguise. I was able to be put back together, so to speak, um, at Florida and, Um, The resources were amazing. The people, my support system that I had around me were amazing. And each year just got better and better and better. And I, you know, rehabbed and I found myself and um, I ended up doing five years in my college career. And um, I was a captain for two years My last two years. And I made amazing friendships and amazing relationships. And I couldn't ask for a better experience and a better journey with that. I, my coaches were amazing. We went through a transition from my freshman year into sophomore year and then had, um, a new whole role of coaches into my sophomore year. And, you know, luckily it was a smooth transition. It was a completely different, um, but my coaches, especially assistant coach, one of him, he, um, was kind of that mentor for me. Mm -hmm. And he's who I always go back to when I'm doing my coaching role for my girls. Like he really educates and teaches and cared. And um, it's that really stayed with me. And that's kind of what I've pulled to be able to give to the girls that I coach.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's interesting that you mentioned. So we had Bailey on who I know you coached a couple of weeks ago, and she kind of talked about the eating disorder that she had and Mm -hmm. how it took her kind of getting being broken in order to get fixed. And you kind of mentioned that as well, which I just think is interesting, but it's neat that your coaches were able to come alongside you the way that you guys came alongside Bailey. And that's just really neat to hear that as well.
0: So it sounds like Aaron, so you, you want, let me, let me rewind, make sure I understand all this because Patricia knows you. So for our listeners as well. So you went to college as a gymnast Mm -hmm. in Florida, right? Sounded like Florida. Yep. University of Florida. Yep. Then you went and coached the national team or you were on the national um, team? Yeah, no. So
2: I was USA Gymnastics national team, elite, and then went through like world trials. Um, okay. And I was to be one of those people for the Olympics. And I had a really bad eating disorder, which just killed me. Um, I was supposed to be one of those people. And it didn't pan out because it eating disorder of came to a head and, um, that following year that was in the summer. And then the following year was, um, college. And then I went to university of Florida, did that for five years and then went and coached just club gymnastics for a year, two years, and then got the, um, coaching role at Maryland a few years after that.
0: Okay. So that that now makes sense. So you, before you went to college, you were doing national, the national, correct. Yep. Yep. And that's why Patricia asked me to, that I would chime in because I don't understand it. So yeah, so that's good. Before you could go to the Olympics, you were on the national team.
2: Yes. So you I was were on the headed- team for five years oh. and selection committee and all those things that you hear when you watch the Olympics and oh, yes. um, in Texas with all those training camps, I was a part of those training camps in year 2000 um, for the selection committee for the Olympics and then that was the very first year that they had, um, you might not be familiar with names, but Bella Caroli and Marta Caroli, who were the icons for the gymnastics, the coaching of gymnastics. And they were the national coaches at the same, at the time. Um, and then it transitioned into just Marta uh, for the next like 15 years. So um, I was the beginning of that. And then um, that, was two, that was 99 in 2000 and then went into University of Florida after that.
0: Okay. Can I ask how old you were when you started college then? Yeah, I was 18. Oh, okay. So you were on the national because gymnastics, a lot of times the girls and maybe the men, but I don't feel like as much, but the women are young. Yeah, it's
2: like reversed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you did. Start yeah. College. So I was
2: national team from um, 2014, 15 to I think 2000, whatever I was. Oh, no, not 2000. I was 14 to 18 or 19 years old. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now making, it, sorry, it's making sense. And that that's why Patricia's like, she's going to ask. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is where I started
1: where you're at and we're running it backwards. So run it backwards a little bit further because yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand the way gymnastics works. And so yeah. how old were you when you started doing gymnastics?
2: Yep. I started gymnastics at, with mommy and me classes when I was probably three years old, um, and never really stopped since. And then yeah. just continued all my path all the way through to, um, all through the levels and then elite.
1: So how many levels are there?
2: Yep. There's, um, starts with like a pre-team and then there's level one, which is kind of pre-team kind of sometimes it jumps to three and then it goes three all the way up to level 10 and 10 the highest in the JO, the junior Olympic, um, levels. And then they now call developmental, it's not even called junior Olympics anymore. And then, um, then it goes elite. And then you get to elite and elites are the ones that, you know, you go to training camps for or do international
1: competitions. Right. So how old were you when you got to level 10?
2: Yep, I was, um, level 10, I believe, um, sixth grade. So what age is that?
0: 11, 11 or 12. (laughs) Yeah. There we go.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So by age 11 or 12, you were doing level 10 gymnastics. And what yeah. level would you say the girls doing college?
2: Yeah. So, level girls doing college are 18. So, when you get to 16, 18 years, of, yeah, you're 18, right. years so old. 18 to 20.
1: Doing, are they doing level 10?
2: Oh, level 10. Sorry. Yeah. So, level 10, if you can get to college gymnastics at level nine, depending on the school and the division that you're at, but level 10 is the level of the level 10 or elite, is what they right. do in college.
1: So you were doing college level gymnastics. This is what I'm trying to paint the picture, right? You were doing college level gymnastics at the age of twelve. Yeah. 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 That makes so, more sense. Right. So this so when this, you want to know why I'm in a wheelchair, <laughs> you
2: know, at 45. Surprisingly, 45. not already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: So by age 12, you were doing this, which is and then you jump to elite, which is another level above. Yeah. What yeah. In college. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you did that for a while and then you made the U S national team and did you compete for U S national? I know you didn't go to the Olympics, but did you compete for the USA?
2: Yeah. I've been to multiple international competitions competing for the USA and then, um, went to world trials, Pan American games, Pacific Alliance. And those are all international competitions along with like Japan and, New Zealand, um, Colombia, Canada, many, many places that have had the opportunity. Um, So, yeah, and those were all under uh, representing the U.S. and um, in my elite time of gymnastics.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds amazing. And I'm sure it was amazing. And a lot of little girls dream of wearing the USA leotard and going to an international meet and representing USA. So talk to us a little bit about what the reality of being a young gymnast at that level looks like?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of discipline, a lot of dedication. Um, I think gymnastics was number one with me and then school took the back burner. Um, And that was also just me. I wasn't like the, you know, super into school. I was more into my sport, Mm -hmm. Um, but I still like did it and got by and was fine. Um, But it was a lot of work. Um, you know, I did morning practices at the time our practices were six to eight in the morning and three to eight in the afternoon. And I would go to school in between and just do it all over again. So, um, for a while there is kind of all I knew. So I just kind of did it. And then as things got, I got older and things got a little tougher and things got pretty serious. Um, it was hard, but you saw that light at the end of the tunnel and that was kind of your push. Um, to just kind of keep moving forward and keep getting through um, those hard times. But um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot of work. But at the same time, I wouldn't change
1: anything.
0: Yeah, that's really good. What did you feel like when you were, um, when did you start at the age of looking around at your friends and realizing there's some things I'm not getting to do? And I really, I'm struggling with this. Like what age did you like figure out like, well, I'm different. This is different. Everybody doesn't do this with their sport. And what was that like? Yeah, I think, you know, it's
2: middle school. You start to see it. Um, You start to see, you know, people hanging out, having fun, you know, doing their thing. And then really when you get to like ninth grade and you're starting to see homecoming or football games and um, you're just seeing those things. But the one thing I can say is Kelly, our club coach, she made it clear um, she sat a group of us down and basically made it clear the kind of things that elites were sacrifices that elites had to make, or you were going to be a level 10 if you weren't sure you wanted to make those sacrifices. And we had to make a decision basically. Um uh, and but she she wanted to explain to us, like and give us a heads up that this is what's road we're about to go down. If you're all about it, we're all in, you know. And if you're not, that's okay just take the level 10 route so you can have those experiences. And I think that was kind of the hard transition at first, kind of like, is this what I'm really about to do? Or do I want to do those things? Um, and that's, you know, a lot to ask and think about, you know, at, I don't know, I think I was 15, 14.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just, I decided to do the elite path. And there were two or three of the girls who decided, you know what, I want to go to football games. I want to, you know, kind of have a, I say work-life balance, but a life balance at the time, you know, and elite, you weren't going to have that. So I think that was a hard transition, just kind of accepting the fact that this is the route I'm about to do. And did I make the right one? Mm -hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I, I, I wouldn't look back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything differently.
1: Yeah during the course of those next couple of years though, were there ever times where you looked around and you were like, maybe I'll choose a different path. Like are there ever times where you wanted to quit?
2: Oh, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it is. I mean, if you have a bad day or you're tired, you know, probably like once a week, you're like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) am I really doing this? But you know, I, we had the, I had such the best teammates and we did it together. Like we, all, it was hard. It was hard. We went to training camps together. We were in the groups together. We cried together. We laughed together and we kind of did it for each other and we got through for each other. And if it weren't for them, um, I probably would have just been like, I can't. Um, but then also, you know, my personality is I persevere, you know, and I'm not going to give up. And if this is the commitment I did, I was going to do whatever it took to do it and get there and, you know, the Olympic track, I was gonna to try to make the Olympics. I was willing to do whatever it takes to try to get there. And I wasn't gonna change my mind.
1: Yeah, that's really neat. So do you have a, a favorite place you visited or a favorite memory from all of those travels?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I actually it's funny, I um love Japan. Japan is one of those places, like what you imagine it might be is what it actually is, you okay. know, with you know, the little, you know, in their little Japan, I forget what you their little you know like photos and stuff. Yeah, like everything. It was just unbelievable and awesome. And I went there with um two men's gymnasts and Elise Ray, my old teammate, and then my club coach. And um it was pretty amazing. I did however break both my feet there um in the competition. So another reason why I really remember it. Um, and, but I still got to tour the place after the competition and I ended up not competing in the meet because I broke at my feet in the warmups. Wow. Um, yeah, that was just an experience by itself. And Kelly, my club coach had to stay back at the meet and I went to the hospital with the translator, not oh. even really knowing who that person was. So, and I was in eighth grade at that time. So I, you know, I was little just kind of in another country on my own. I'll never forget it, but at the same time, it was like the coolest, funnest place to be in the meet and the time and the, um, experience ever. Like I'll never forget the men's gymnast. He was piggybacking me around Tokyo <laughs> to go tour. Cause I couldn't walk, you know, right, and right. how could you forget that? You know, it's just pretty wow. wild.
1: <laughs> wow. So you have to grow up really fast <laughs> yeah. as a young, as a young gymnast, if you're traveling like that on your own, I mean, were your parents there at all? Yeah.
2: Oh no. Mm -mm.
1: Yeah. So you, you had to mature really fast. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. (laughs) So, so you go and you have all these great experiences, you have to grow up and you have a lot of things thrown at you. Right. And so somewhere along the lines, you developed an eating disorder that you talked about, and then you get to college. So college is almost like going back, down a level.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And so how was that transition for you going from this high expectation, high pressure? It sounds like situation, right. Where you're having to deal with all this stuff and then, and then you go away to college. Was it easier somehow or like how, what was that transition like?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different intensity. So when you're in like the elite world and club world, you're kind of doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the expectations that you have for yourself, um, or to, you know, prove to others or whatever that may be. Um, but when you get to college, you're doing it not for just yourself. Like there you are doing it for yourself, yes, but you're doing it for your team. You're doing it for your sisters, your, you know, your school, your program. Um, so the intensity is there and kind of there more, just because it's not only you. Um, you know, and the, in the club world, like it's hard if you fall or this or that, or you don't make this. And that was really hard. Or when, you know, those things happen are hard. Um, but it's just completely different. But when you're doing it for others and, um, one little mistake ruins, you know, 15 of you in a placement of maybe making to an NCAAs or something, and you're a part of that, it's, um, a different, a different feel, a, di- a completely different um, experience.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, I mean, you talked about relationships though, before, and so your relationships with your elite teammates was mm-hmm. literally like a, okay, guys, I need you in order to get through this workout kind of thing. So was it like that in college too? Were there more aspects to it? What was that like?
2: Yeah. You know, same, same kind of thing. You know, you did it together. You, you know, you sweat together, you worked hard together, you worked hard for these goals and you have these goals in mind and you work hard for those things. Um, But yeah, you, it, it was very similar Um, just again, just different just because you're doing it together and you're trying to reach the same goal, you know, in club, you're just maybe more for you trying to be that spot, trying to make be that one person on that team but in, um, in college, you're trying to get the whole group to that team. So your relationships there, you know, you really have to be a unit to be able to be successful and reach those goals, um, and, um, developing those and having those, uh, those are relationships I'll have forever.
0: Mm. Yeah. So do you, I know this is a tough question, but did you like really enjoy being like on a team more once you got to college? Like, tell us a little about that. Like, cause Patricia and I played soccer together and we're all teams. So yeah, I just wonder. How- yeah. It's, it's like a, tra- it's,
2: it was a, tr- it's a transition, I think, for gymnasts, for sure, because you're so used to doing it just for you. Um, and that's why, like, again, we have Patricia working with our team because freshmen are not used to that. Um, and you kind of, a lot of these kids kind of have that little selfish, I don't want to say selfish tendency, but just Um, they don't understand how to, um, you know, help each other out. Like, you know, as basketball, soccer, whatever it is, it's, um, you're taught that pretty quickly, like to kind of trust that person to be able to pass the ball or whatever. And like gymnastics, it it grows and it has to grow throughout college. And it takes some time for some of the freshmen to get there and to understand that and how the, how that feels. but I loved it. I loved it. I mean, you know, like you, someone can just get you out of your rut. Someone's right there, right behind you, ready to back you up, um, supporting you being your cheerleader and making it fun. And they're your best friends right beside you. You know, you're going to war together with them and, um, you you don't, yes, you have that in club, but in college, it's just different. Like you, um, you're doing everything together. You know, I think the fun aspect is crucial and having that to be able to enjoy the sport and loving it. I and mean, when I came to college, like I was broken coming into college emotionally, physically. Um, and it was my teammates and, you know, my coaches and my resources and, but definitely my teammates, my roommates that um, turned my outlook of gymnastics around and made my experience. One of the best I could ever ask for. Yeah. that's
0: so, amazing. It sounds like Patricia and I, our, our friendship came from college as well. So are the friendships you're talking about that you have now as an adult, listen, adult, a full adult, like a grown up married kids, family, um, are these the friendships you still have now Are the college teammates?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can, yeah, ones you can just go to and pick up, like, you know, you just saw them yesterday, you know, and I do have obviously my few club friends, but majority of them are definitely my, um, my college ones. Um, just because, you know, you, you can, you just can relate a little bit more and that's where you enjoy life with. And, um, you know, I've got two club, you know, in my club world that are, um, will always be my best friends. And, um, but i more of them are my college friends.
0: Yeah. And you were, and you were older. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. So
1: you got to college and you stayed. In college. (laughs) So, did you always know you wanted to coach college gymnastics, or what were you thinking when you were in college as you were getting ready to graduate? What were you looking to do?
2: I had no idea. Uh, I did not. I was wanting to be a physical education teacher. I knew I wanted to do something. First, I wanted to do something with kids. I love kids. And I wanted to work in the elementary school setting so bad because I love kids. Um, and then college credits and courses just didn't pan out. So I had to switch gears, um, and I went into fitness wellness and that was, I knew something I wanted to do in regards to fitness wellness, didn't have any idea what that was. So then when I came home, I was a personal trainer, um, for five years or so, just kind of like getting a feel for everything, like then just kind of opening my eyes to figure out what avenue I wanted to go in. And I did coach club gymnastics at the time and during that time to kind of, again, just kind of be open to whatever may come my way. And so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I did go back and forth from Florida two or three times because I was like, where do I even want to be? I'm not sure. And again, like I was lucky to have my family here. I was lucky to have close friends who live they live all out throughout Florida. So I was able to just kind of figure myself out wherever I needed to be. And, um, but then I, Brett, the head coach at Maryland, um, called me up and was like, I just, I, he was an assistant at university of Maryland for five, for six years under his dad. And then, um, he called me up and got the head coaching position and was like, I want you to be one of my, my assistant coaches, you're well-known in this region. You'd be an awesome recruiter. You're a pretty known gymnast. So if you're interested, like, let's, let's get you going, let's get you on the interview process. And it it was not anything I thought I would see in my future, to be honest, it was not even under my radar. um So I, I can't, you know, appreciate that whole opportunity and I'm so blessed to be able to have that have happened because here I am today still doing it.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Okay. So now revisiting the coaching conversation that we started earlier, you were just talking about the way that you love, you know, coaching the girls and that that's really 90% of it. So Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit more about that because you talked a lot about how your teammates were so important to you and everything from college. So what things did you bring from college that you're now as a college coach that you're like, Oh, these are so important for these girls to learn.
2: Yeah, I think definitely. I think, um, I've, I've taken a lot from my club life and into my college life and then college into my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely taking the both and trying to take the best of both and making it, um, try to be the best of, you know, me as a coach for these girls. Um, and to, for me it's the relationships it's um helping 18 to 22 is such a hard time for any kid um and you put athletes on top of that in transition dealing with whether it's personal stuff boys you know um body changes pressures social pressures which i didn't have to deal with as a college so i can't even imagine what these girls deal with um but i get it i understand it um and but it's really, and gymnasts are very stubborn, perfectionist people and helping. So I've learned that was me and my coaches in college, they have to be the ones to help calm you down and keep you focused. And so you're not gonna, you know, think the world's gonna end tomorrow. Um, so that's kind of what I try to instill in these girls is like, I love the perfectionism that they have and all their qualities and amazing um, qualities that they have, but it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to talk about it. It's your, that's normal. Um, and just letting, being that person to be that voice, to be that ear, and just to sometimes just give them a hug um, is just all they need. And um, because that's what I took my college coach. He, he, you know, was always that support for me, and and it was just that. How are you today? And that was just probably the one of the best things that someone could say to you. And either you're going to have a meltdown, or you're going to go, "I'm okay," you know. And it opens doors, and it opens um, conversation, and being able to be sure that these kids are okay. And if they are, awesome. If they're not, you know, I we can be there to help them and help them find those resources to be sure that they're going to be and let them know and reassure that they're going to be okay. Um, but I think just being there for them and it's not all about gymnastics. It's not all about life. It's not all about school. You can do everything and do it healthy and be successful at it. And just being that level headed person to, um, get them to understand that this is life and it's okay to feel these things.
1: Right. Yeah. Relationships and perspectives. Yep. Yeah, no, that's huge. So what are some of your biggest lessons that you've taken from sports that you're instilling in them, instilling in your own kids, living out yourself? Uh, What are some of those things?
2: Yeah, I think one is, um, you know, if you're being true to yourself and you know you're working hard, um, you know, to help you achieve that success, that's, having bad days and having struggles are going to come along the way, but they're okay to have that. Mm. Um, as long as you know, you're working hard, um, and doing what's best and doing the right thing. Um, and also knowing that it's, it's okay if you don't reach certain things or certain goals or certain expectations, there's always other things and always, um, that you've done positive. And I always like to tell the girls, like if they're having a bad day and I do it with my own kids, okay, we're having a bad day or we didn't, you know, brush our teeth well or whatever it may be, get our PJs on. Well, what did we do good today? You know, to try to get them reminders of like, that was a terrible day. That was terrible beam. And okay, it was terrible, but what was good? Mm-hmm. Because you sometimes you focus so much on the bad, um, just trying to change that mindset to get everyone to see the good things. Um, so they can kind of move on with their day and not dwell. And I do that a lot with my kids and I do it a lot with my girls because I found that when I was a gymnast, um, I would dwell for long periods of time if I had a bad day, like that whole day was ruined. And it was just, you know, if I was having a huge issue, I couldn't move past that. And then it just, it's hard to get over that. And it's just pounds on, you know, just everything just gets heavier on you. Um, so I really try to get my kids to have that more positive outlook, um, to not let one little thing or it might be a big thing, but find the positives in everything as best you can.
1: Yeah. I mean, we all tend to be our own worst critic. But yes. then when you you let that just sit there and yeah. you only focus on that, then it can spiral.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. I like that. That's good perspective. Um, so as a coach now in gymnastics, has it given you a greater appreciation for the process? Um, You know, I mean, you went through this whole process and you kind of just described it to us with gymnastics specifically, especially gymnastics is one of the very few sports, I think, where you can, there's a possibility to go to a higher level and then drop down into college. And so Mm -hmm. what has, how has that helped you as far as having perspective just for the sport and appreciation for the sport now that you're coaching it.
2: Yeah. You know um, it's, it is interesting because I think um, I have an outlook on all parts, Um, but it's, you know, when you're in it and you're the gymnast and you're doing it, it's um, one way and it's, it's, it's can be tough, can be hard. Um, And you're just sometimes going through the motions and, you know, some kids, Like for me, when I went to elite, it was, it was tough. You start to lose that love for the sport a little bit, just because you're grinding so hard. Um, and then going into the college life, you find that love to come back. Um, because you just, like I said, my injury was a blessing in disguise because it got me to sit back and just kind of watch it all and realize how lucky I actually am to be doing this and, um, how much fun it actually is. Um, and then coming on the coaching aspect side, being able to be that person to show, like, if they're having, a, if these kids are having a bit hard time with the sport, you know, take a minute, take a second, take time, um, but helping them find that happiness and that it's, you can find the love, you can find, um, what you work for and have the perspective, so to speak, you know, of what you're doing at a higher level, um, so being able to just kind of uh, be there and seeing that it's a great sport, it's a beautiful sport, it's a lot of work and being able to instill that and have that appreciation after the fact that in the coaching world and after just that it's, um, it's you know, it's, it's a pretty neat thing to be able to go through.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. And just remembering that once upon a time, this captured your imagination, right? And yes. so- let's let's recapture that back now yeah yeah that's really cool well thank you this has been great and you know i think it's really super cool to be able to hear the story and the journey from you know From I started in a mom and tots jumping on the trampoline class to (laughs) I competed for the United States in Japan and New Zealand and and all of these places. And just kind of to peek behind the curtain and to hear really what it took in order to get there and a little bit about your experiences. And then also going on to college and now teaching the next generation to love the sport as much as you do. Um, I think that that's really admirable. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and share
0: that with us today.
2: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so nice meeting you, Erin. Yeah, nice. you too, Becky. Learned some new things, so
1: have a little bit of <laughs> <recab> and- <laughs> 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 That's right. I'll start teaching her some gymnastics lingo after this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So before we let you go, though, we definitely would like to hear something from your blooper reel.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to think like, you know, I don't get embarrassed too often, but I had to say one thing. It was my first recruiting at J.O. Deer Nationals with Brett, the head coach. And I was wearing these jeans and I had to squat under this um, railing. And I went to squat under, and the meet was going on. And I went to squat under this railing and I hear this oh no. I like (laughs) stopped in my tracks in a squat. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, the whole from my like top of my back to like through my butt was like completely open. I was like, oh my gosh. Luckily, Brett had a jacket and was like, put the jacket on, put the jacket on. I was like, oh my gosh. And this is my first year. Yep. So I was humiliated. Luckily, I don't think anyone saw it other than Brett, yeah. but I could be totally wrong. I'm sure it's like probably something that's being talked about like forever. <laughs>
1: Oh, that moment of panic! you are like, "Oh my gosh, was that me?" I could, oh yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I gonna do?" And you just have all these
2: thoughts in your head, like, "I can't go back to the hotel. I don't even have pair of pants." And oh my gosh, you saw it. I'm here trying to recruit kids to come to University of Maryland. Now they're really not gonna come.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, their parents are not oh, in pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh! Well, Brett's jacket to the rescue good. Yes.
2: Yes. He will never forget that either.
1: Yeah. I'm sure I'll have to get his version. That's really funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> fell it better. I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, as we close out here, is there a woman that you would like to pass the ball to has, who has inspired you in life?
2: Yeah. You know, I'm, it would be my mom. Um, she's such a rock. She's unbelievable. You know, I, I think you guys can relate as you get older, you know, those people who were those, mother figures or parent figures, um, you really realize God, they were like superwoman. You know, they're how did they do it? My mom, you know, I'm one of four and I'm here, you know, just starting sports. And I'm just, you know, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get to that one sport? You know, I mean, you can relate, you guys have kids, and it's just like, how, how am I going to get here to there and, you know, figure it out. But um and then till this day, you know, she still takes care of us. You know, she's just, she's super woman and she, um, I would not be here today without her. And I still would not be able to live without her She, she does a lot for me and
1: my kids and,
2: um, just an unbelievable woman.
1: Oh, I love that that's really cool. Well, yes. As a, as a gymnastics mom, as a former gymnastics mom, that there's a lot of driving and a lot of early mornings involved in that. So that's awesome. I mean, she even,
2: and she even worked at the gym in order for me to be yeah, there. It's expensive um,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's really cool. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Um, I, I love that you're talking about relationships. Um, that's something Aisha talked about last week in her episode as well. And, you know, it, it is interesting as we're talking to people who have made sports their profession and we ask them, what are the most important things? And we hear relationships over and over and over again. And I know you know, for Becky and I, I know that's true too, because, you know, that's, that's something that's important to us. I mean, we were college teammates and Becky, I mean, we started this podcast last year. So now we talk all the time, but even before that, I would tell people like Becky's one of those few people who I could pick up the phone. I haven't talked to her in six months and be like, Oh my gosh, let me tell you what's going on with me right now. And it would be like, no time had passed. Yeah. And there's just, it's special when you have teammates like that, from, you know, because you've gone through the ups and downs of yeah. you know everything. And so yeah. really holding on to that and keeping that at the forefront and now being able to teach that to your college athletes, like guys, this this is who you're going into battle with, and this is who you're going to turn to, and this is who you're going to still be friends with in 20 yeah. years. It's hard yeah. for them to have that perspective. And so having you there to kind of remind them of that, I think is just amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you have been listening to life is a team sport. You can find us on Instagram at life is a team sport. There's an underscore underneath all of the words, um, Aaron, where can people follow university of Maryland gymnastics or you or both on social media?
2: Yeah. So university of Maryland and go to Terps gymnastics or well, it's really Terps, um, um, okay. and go to gymnastics and you can find that schedule and, bios and anything there. And then social media, Terps Gymnastics on, um, Instagram and any other platform for the most part. Um, and then for me personally, I'm on Facebook and I feel like I'm old school with Facebook <laughs> and, um, I do have, and Dooley Gator is my Instagram post uh, or my Instagram. Uh, okay.
1: name. Perfect. All right. Sometimes listeners like to follow along and I know the gymnastics Instagram specifically, they post a lot of their routines. And, um, so because I work with the gymnastics a lot, I end up in the gym and I get to see their routines firsthand and they are literally amazing. I am still amazed by what they can do with their bodies and, and with this sport. So, um, definitely give that a follow and you guys can, uh, check that out as well. And then if you're in the area, you can come to a gymnastics meet at University of Maryland. They're going to be having in-person meets and um, having fans there again this year, which is going to be really, really cool. So that starts in January. And so definitely check that out if you're in the area. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone.